0: Hello. This is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Monday, the 6th of July. It aims to identify the issues raised in today's global economic data and perhaps say a little about what lies behind them. What I'm trying to do is attempting to be analytically fair and careful rather than excite your prejudices one way or another. Let's start in the US where the ISM Non-Manufacturing Composite Index for June jumped 11.7 points to 57.1, which suggested the strongest expansion since February. This was a substantially more vigorous recovery than expected. Consensus was running at just 49. There were big jumps in new orders, up 19.7 points to 61.6, including export orders, up 17.4 points to 58.9, And even though activity surged 25 points to 66, backlogs still rose 5.5 points to 51.9. But although the headline index is unambiguously bullish, the sector by sector comments show a dramatic divergence in experience and not always in the ways you'd expect. Some are outrightly bullish, uh, like construction, quote, sales have picked up tremendously. Biggest concern for us is lumber shortages and perhaps related agricultural forestry and fishing quote, "surprising recovery to sales volume over the past weeks others such as education and health and social assistance remain shocked on higher edu- one higher education institute reports covid quote, "will be a major financial blow to revenue for all universities brackets athletic events vending parking housing and the like" But for me, perhaps the two which stand out were these. First, information services. Quote, We are cautiously optimistic, although as we get closer to the presidential elections, we are on guard of unprecedented civil and social unrest. And in real estate, where the quote is simple, quote, There is no new normal yet, unquote. What does the surprising rebound in June's index imply for GDP? Anything above 48.5 generally indicates the economy is expanding, and June's 57.1 indicates the first expansion since March, with ISM suggesting it corresponds to an annualized 2.9% rise in GDP. That looks a bit optimistic to me, given the recent history. However, if we look at the three-month averages, in the first quarter, this index was averaging 55.1. In 2Q, it fell to 48.1. Whilst that still suggests a quarterly contraction in the economy, remember if it's above 48.5 the economy is probably expanding, it's a surprisingly close call and it's not compatible with the forecast of economic collapse which we've come to expect. Over in Europe, Germany's factory orders rose only 10.3% month-on-month in May, having fallen 15% in March and a further 26.2% in April. So this was a disappointing comeback. What's more, the results are skewed heavily by what appear to be surging orders from the Eurozone, which make up for a lacklustre recovery in Germany and stagnant demand from the rest of the world. If we look at total manufacturing orders... Domestic orders rose 12.3%, but foreign orders rose only 8.8%, within which orders from the Eurozone jumped 20.9%, while from the rest of the world, orders rose only 2%. This strength in the Eurozone seems bizarre, given what we think we know about the state of Eurozone ex-Germany economies. Orders from the Eurozone rose 20.9% month on month, with capital goods up 43.5% 43.5% consumer goods up 8.4% and intermediates up 4.8%. What are they ordering? Well, transport equipment it seems where eurozone orders rose 57% month on month. Meanwhile, eurozone orders for German computers and electricals fell 0.4%, textiles rose only 2.2% and chemicals and pharma only 2.4%. We'll see. New car registrations for the Eurozone come out on the 16th of July. In May, registrations in Eurozone ex-Germany fell 53.7% year on year. And if this ordering news is to be believed, we must expect a dramatic recovery is just around the corner. One other thing. The Eurozone's May retail sales volume rose 17.8% month-on-month, which left it down only 5.1% in year-on-year terms versus the 19.6 fall reported in April. The details are fairly obvious. Non-store sales jumped 32.9%, food and drink rose 4.1%, petrol sales fell 24.3% and everything else basically fell. All quite familiar. Overall, This was a better result than expected. But what you need to notice is how dependent that was on Germany. Germany's sales rose 7.2% year on year. Well, France has dropped 12%. Spain's dropped 17.9%. And Italy didn't even complete the survey. The eurozone isn't a one trick German pony. But this data certainly made it look like it is. Well, that's it for today. The day's results leave the Coldwater Global Shocks and Surprises Index at plus 0.35 with all regions positive. This is the best since the beginning of February and a very sharp recovery from the minus 0.95 Nadir of early May. Tomorrow is a busy day. We've got trade data from Japan, Taiwan and France, Germany's industrial numbers and in the US we've got Jolt's job openings and the IBD-TIPP Economic Optimism Index. If any of those turn up anything interesting, I will be following it. Thank you for listening, and if you've got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin in any way you feel like. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.